So I'm sure none of you were um, expecting to see me up here this morning, so surprise! <laughs> um, I, I told my joke for the day, but I saw something funny, um, so I want to share it with you. Did you know that there is proof evolution could not possibly exist? Surely, if it existed, mothers would have more than two arms. <laughs> right? Right? Proof, right there. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I am so grateful and honored to be here um, speaking with all of you lovely people here this morning on Mother's Day. It is such a privilege and one I, I don't take lightly. Um, so before I get into uh, the word, I need to stop and I need to pray because, uh, well, I need him. So, here we go. Father God, come near to me, Lord. I thank you that you use willing vessels, and I'm standing here before you willing to speak your message to these people. Lord, fill me with your spirit, fill me with your power, God, and open ears to hear the things that you have for them today, Lord, and prepare their hearts to receive it, God. Lord, I just thank you for this honor, and I just ask for you to, to be near to me, God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here we go. So our text today is in Psalm 139. So as you turn there, I want to let you know that I fully recognize that Mother's Day can be one of the most joyful times for people or one of the most agonizing and difficult times for people. And if I'm being honest, until recently, Mother's Day has always been one of the days that I dreaded most my whole life. For as long as I remember, my mother um, passed away when I was a small child. And Mother's Day was tough. When you don't have a mom or you don't have a um, present mom, Mother's Day isn't joyful. It's weird. <laughs> so if it's weird for you today, if it's hard for you today, I feel you and I see you. My dad is actually here today. <laughs> Um, which wasn't planned, but it was such a blessing. Um, he is amazing, and I'm so, thank <laughs> I'm so thankful for him. Growing up, I remember my dad say <laughs> saying that he felt like he had to be both mom and dad, and that that was a seemingly impossible feat. If you're a single parent here today, and do you feel like you're walking through an impossible feat? God sees you. No matter how hard he tried, he just couldn't quite fully be both mom and dad. And um, Mitch and I, we joke actually. We joke that uh, sometimes it, it shows that I was raised by a man. I'm not always one of them. They're refined women. <laughs> um, 
But thankfully, sometimes I can fake it. (laughs) Only God can fully exemplify the characteristics of both a father and a mother. And this morning, we're going to look at just a few of the characteristics that God has that we can relate to our own mothers. God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. And sometimes it feels like your moms are just that too. How many of you have been caught by your mom doing something that you maybe shouldn't be doing? And you ask her, what? How did you know that? And she replies with something like, because I know everything, or I have eyes on the back of my head. Or even, you can't hide anything from your mama, right? I'm sure at some point you heard a mom say something along those lines. Moms can be or seem to be like they see everything. So bear with me as I read Psalm 139, verses 1 and 4, from the Amplified Version, just a little bit differently the first time. I'm going to read it and replace, O Lord, with, O Mother. O Mother, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, My entire life, everything I do. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Anyone have an overly involved mama? No, nobody? (laughs) Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, Behold, O mother, you know it all. Have you ever said, I wasn't going to say that? And your mama goes, oh, yes, you were. Mothers seem to be omniscient, but they aren't. (laughs) Surprisingly, moms. They can trick you into thinking it, though. So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to read it the way it was written, because I don't want to get in trouble by Pastor Milt. (laughs) Oh, Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, my entire life, everything I do. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down, and you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken. Behold, O Lord, you know it all. I'm going to continue. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above me. I cannot reach it. God is all-knowing. Obviously, mothers are not, all-knowing, even though it feels that way sometimes. But we serve a God who is. And I mean, really, if you think about it, 
that should leave you in awe. He knows everything. It should maybe like scare you a little bit. Really? Like, I mean, maybe if you're good, maybe not. But sometimes it scares me a little bit. I'm not always good. Your moms may have at times seemed nosy and perhaps maybe a little annoying, but we know that everything our moms do are because they have good intentions. Good mothers always want what is best for their children because good mothers love their kids. People that have an involved mom don't often have to feel lonely. Annoyed, perhaps, but not lonely. But people with an involved God never have to feel alone. You have an involved God. You never have to feel alone. Never. God is omnipresent. He is always there. He is everywhere. Good moms always try their best to be there for their kids. If they can be there, they're there. Am I right? From rubbing your back when you are sick to knowing what you need before you need it and even being overly concerned with your love life. Right, Melinda? For those of you who don't know, Mitch's mama is the reason that we're together. We, uh, we met online, and she took it upon herself to sign him up and make the profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Melinda. <laughs> Mitch has the best mom, and I am so privileged to have inherited her. Mothers want to be involved in every aspect of their children's lives. This might be an easy concept for some people to grasp. If you had this type of mom, if you were blessed to have this type of mom, I should say. But some of you might not have been blessed with a mom that was present. And I mean present. For some, your mom may have may have been physically present, but not really there. For some, your mom may not have been in your life at all. That was the case for me. As I stated earlier, I lost my mom in a car accident when I was only four and a half years old. The loss of such an important figure was incredibly challenging growing up. My dad chose to never remarry, so I didn't ever grow up with a stepmom. I had um, other women who stepped up and filled in roles here and there, but overall it was my dad and my brother and I. But I am so thankful for the short time that I had with my mother. Those first five years, are formative and they are crucial to the development of your children. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, I applaud you 
it is hard, and it is hard working and being a mom too, but I applaud you, and um, you are doing God's work. So during the time that I did have with my mother, she helped to develop my core belief systems. She instilled in me a belief that I could always trust God. I was little. What you do with your kids now matters. It makes a difference. I'll say right now, I didn't always stay the course. But if you train a child in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. So for those of you who have a child who might be drifting, if you instilled at a young age those principles and those key belief systems and the trust in Jesus, they will not depart from it. You stand firm on that promise, and you believe that that child is coming home into the kingdom of God to be with his father. I knew that I could trust God and that he would always be there for me. My brother and I were in the vehicle when my mom went to be with Jesus. And I still remember that day. And I remember the touch of Jesus and the calming presence that just surrounded me and the simple words that followed. Everything is going to be okay. And that was all I needed because I trusted God. I trusted his voice as a small child. And I clung to that simple phrase my whole life. I still do today. I know that everything is always going to be okay because my God is omnipresent. Even in our darkest times, the times that we feel like the Lord is far from us because there are times when we feel that way. Is it only me? No. We all feel that way sometimes. But we can trust that God is always with us because his word says so. Psalm 139.7 verses 7 to 12 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the netherworld, the place of the dead, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will take hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me, and the night will be the only light around me. Even the darkness is not dark to you. Even the darkness is not dark to you. You and conceals nothing from you, but the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are alike to you. Have you ever felt as though your world was covered in darkness? Like depression was knocking at your door? I have. (laughs) 
This might sound bad, but just bear with me. The first four and a half years of my married life were awful. (laughs) Seriously. Just so incredibly emotionally challenging. And it had nothing to do with being married or my marriage. In fact, I'm daily in awe of the man God blessed me with. I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord placed us together when he did because he knew I needed a man that would continually point me to the only thing that can get us through darkness, and that is the light of Jesus. I can't list how many times Mitch made me worship when all I wanted to do was curl up in a corner and fade away. And I would yell at him. I was probably not easy to be with, because I'd be like, I don't want to. He'd be like, you need to go to the Lord. If you're feeling this way, you need to worship. You need to read, read the Bible. You need to get in there. And I would fight it, but I would do it because I had to be a submissive woman. (laughs) In those first few years, my dog died, my aunt died, my grandpa died, and we want to be a little silly, even my rig kept breaking down. It was a very challenging time. I was basically living a country music song, minus the breakup. But in midst of all of that, we were also struggling with infertility. And can I tell you all of the things that I've gone through in my life? Nothing can compare with the turmoil of barrenness. Nothing. Like when I read stories of barren women and like Hannah, the weeping and the agony, I'm there with her. If you're a woman today who struggled to have kids, who maybe never did, or who just went through, I'm losing children, I am so sorry that you went through that. And I see you, and God sees you. And he's with you. And though his promises don't always come in the way we expect, they always come. So be open to the way he wants to answer your prayers. This was a season of life for me where where God had to prove to me that even the darkness is not dark with him. He had to prove it. I could not have walked that season without his consistent omnipresence. Couldn't have done it. In fact, I had to realize, like verse 13 says, he formed my inward parts. He knitted me together in my mother's womb. Church, listen, God does not make mistakes. He does not break promises. And he is powerful enough to bring love into your loneliness. 
to bring light into your darkness and bring life into your deadness. I'm going to say that again. He is powerful enough to bring love into your loneliness, light into your darkness, and life into your deadness. Our God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Moms may seem to be all-powerful at times, too, as they would try to move heaven and earth for their little, or sometimes big, babies. There is a reason people are scared of mama bears. Seriously. Moms may at times seem all-powerful, but it is God that is all-powerful. Verse 14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully means to be in awe of how God made you in such a way that leads you to worship him. He is so powerful that he made you. That should lead us to worship him. Wonderfully means to put a difference in. Essentially, he made you unique. He made you the way you are for a reason and for a reason and for a season. You're made on purpose. It means to show us marvelous to set apart. You were made wonderfully. Wow. Look at how God feels about you. Not how you feel about you or how others feel about you. Look how God feels about you. The all-powerful, all-knowing God feels and thinks about you. You might think you have a face only a mother could love. And she does, but so does God. More than you could possibly fathom. God made you specifically and he loves you. The second part of that verse says, Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Like the psalmist wrote, we need to know in our soul who God is. In our soul. Sometimes you have to remind yourself who God is and just how powerful he is. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. God is powerful enough 
to accomplish his purpose in you, just like he was powerful enough to create you. Let him do it. Let him do it. He knew you before you were even formed. He knew the purpose and plans that he has for you. But you have to let him do the work through you. If you don't, you won't do it. You'll just be made. (laughs) If you are alive today, God created you on purpose for a purpose. Yeah, all the mamas said amen. Yes, God created you on purpose for a purpose. Think about it. How amazing is that? An all-powerful God chooses to help fulfill his plans, chooses us to help fulfill his plans here on earth. He's all-powerful. He doesn't need us. We're not needed by him. If he wanted to fulfill a plan, he could do it. But he chooses to use us. But he doesn't make us do it. And I just think that's so, um, so special, you know? He asks us to, he, he allows us to. He doesn't make us. The times that I forget God is all-knowing, or when I doubt he is always with me, when I can't see his great power, I can remember, oh, the thoughts of God towards me. If I should count them, they would, they would be more in number than the sand. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. Have you ever even looked? Have you ever even like dug and found one speck of sand? So small. But his thoughts are more than the sand on a beach. Think of how powerful God is. Not only did he create you and make a plan for you, but he thinks about you. He thinks about you. And his thoughts are numbered more than the sand. Like, he thinks about you a lot. Like, that's, that's crazy to me to, to think about. It's hard for me to even comprehend. The psalmist was so aware of God's power that at the end of verse 18, he says, When I awake, I am still with you. What he means by this is when he dies, he recognizes that he isn't dying, but merely awakening to God's full presence. He knew that when he died, he was awakening to God's full presence. Wow. As Christians, we don't have to be afraid of death. We should be excited for it. Like, maybe not if we're not accomplishing the will of God here on earth. But, (laughs) but, when we die, we get to awaken into God's full presence. And what a gift that will be. What a gift that will be. I want that to give you peace um, and even joy as you think about maybe mothers or parents or family that you've lost. They 
have awoken. If they knew the Lord, they have woken into the full presence of God. We get a glimpse, but they get the whole thing. How awesome. As the worship team comes up, look with me at verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Some of you may be having a tough time today. And that is okay. That is okay. Others may be filled with joy. And you should be. Happy Mother's Day. Be celebrated. In this psalm, King David realizes the need to search the deep crevices of our hearts. He asks God to search out the hidden thoughts, the anxieties, and the wicked way within. Church, Do we truly believe that God knows what is best for us? That he is always with us and is powerful enough to accomplish what he wills in our lives? This is the everlasting way David is talking about. Where are you today? As the prayer team comes forward, I'd like to invite you to come up for prayer like I've done on so many days like today. There's nothing shameful about coming to the altar. God meets you there. If you need prayer today, come forward as we worship our Lord. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come and pray with one of these wonderful people. Tell them that you want to know this amazing God, this God who knows even more than our moms, who is closer to us than our mothers could ever be, and who is more powerful than a mama bear protecting her cubs. Jesus made you on purpose for a purpose. You just have if you just might not have realized it yet. If you don't know your purpose, come and get prayed for. Ask him to show you. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to connecting with you next time. And don't forget, you can support us by giving through the Church Center app or by going online at summitwc.com slash give.